Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is Alex Light with Sparky3. Hopefully, you're having a phenomenal day, whatever day you're coming across this podcast episode. Uh, so just wanted to record this little extra bit for the beginning here just uh, to give some clarification on one thing that we talked about here in this episode. So we did address the Blue Box Game Studios' uh, abandoned conspiracy theory that it's actually, you know, Kojima and, and a new Silent Hill is what we're going to be getting. Uh, in this episode, I did say that the reveal was coming on June 22nd, which is the day this episode is going live. And uh, that, that has now changed they put out today on Sunday that uh, the new reveal is going to be Friday the 25th so just want to go ahead and throw that at the beginning so there's no confusion it, you know once you get to that part of the episode we didn't spend a whole lot of time on it for the simple fact that it could just you know it, there is the chance that it could actually just be a game called Abandoned even though we're pretty sure it's Silent Hill uh, yeah, so just want to throw that in there. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, if you're one of the few people that happens to check out the uh, video format, the video format for this episode over on a YouTube channel, Sparky3, it actually has a uh, an error throughout the entire episode with my camera shot where it there is a video to audio delay. And, you know, just go check it out, get a laugh. You know, mistakes happen. It is what it is, right? Just let's go keep it moving. Uh, but anyway, hopefully you enjoy this episode. This one was a lot of fun to record, having a couple guys, a couple extra people in here, just having a great time, man, shooting shit, just talking about video games. Uh, with that said, here is the preview clip, and enjoy the rest of the episode. See you. I recommend it to anybody that hasn't played it. Yeah, yes, get it. Absolutely play the damn game. Okay. Well, but. with the remaster coming out, I may finally check it out, and I'll, I'll let you know how I like it. You should. You won't. I wouldn't trust this statement. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, he, whoa, he whoa. Won't. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> come on. We know you, Ellie. Come said, on. You've been sitting on that fucking. How many years has it been? Eight? Okay, well, for the majority. For majority of that, it has first off, it has not been eight years since you've given me that. First off, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers episode 46. Hopefully, you are having an absolutely incredible day, whatever day you are listening or perhaps watching this podcast over at our YouTube channel, Sparky3. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Light. Make sure to give us a like on the video, subscribe to the channel. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, so for this episode, you know, E3 has come to a close. We're here to give a full E3 kind of afterthought, you know, on how we're feeling towards things. And we're not riding the high anymore and give our full thoughts on it. And uh, here, as always, to give his thoughts on everything that we hear, we have here to talk about. My co-host here at this show and over at Animan Plus, we got Zach here in studio. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Ready for the last one. Yeah, last for the one. week. Yep, yep. After doing four this week. So, yeah, I feel you. Uh, and then also here in studio, we have not one, but we have two guests, uh, both returning. We have John and Jimmy. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. Having a great day. Yeah. That's what I like to hear, man. What about you, Jimmy? Doing pretty good. Thank you. Oh, right on, right on. You guys ready to give some uh, E3 thoughts here in a little bit? Yeah, we'll give some thoughts. Yeah, we'll, we'll give some thoughts, you know. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy here, he, man, he's the real winner. Yeah, because, Jim, uh, Jimmy won. Yeah, J- Jimmy won because uh, he didn't go through and set through all these presentations like me, John, and, and Zach did. He got to watch all the highlight reel and saved a lot of his time. And I imagine there's a lot of people out there that probably feel the same way. Um, all right, so first and foremost, if you could go follow us at Twitter, at LH Gamers Podcast. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, the Pokemon 25th and Zelda 35th specials are on the way here in the near future. And you can also go follow us at Twitter, at Animan Podcast. And we also have an Instagram now for Animan, uh, where I've just been doing shit posting here recently. It's the exact same handle at Animan Podcast. Go follow us there as well. Uh, and then lastly, if you want to support us through the Patreon, it's a great way to do so. Don't feel obligated though, but if you got a few extra dollars you want to throw our way, we would appreciate that 100%. Uh, but just listening to the show is enough for us. Be a friend, tell a friend, and uh, we can call it good there. 
Um, all right, so let's jump into some quick news here, and then we'll kind of follow up, and we'll we'll talk we'll talk a lot about what we got going on in, in the gaming industry right now. So some quick news we have uh, first and foremost, uh, Microsoft is uh, changing their Xbox Series game cases to help prevent confusion, which makes perfect sense because it's not like they did anything to the game cases before. It literally looked at the Xbox One cases with just a sticker on in the front mm-hmm. of the case. So now there is an actual new game case for Xbox Series X. Congratulations to them for doing what they should have done in the beginning. Uh, Microsoft's also looking uh, at their Xbox Cloud Gaming to bring some newer titles uh, from you know that we have currently coming out to the Xbox One, which is kind of an interesting thing because I know this is something that we were seeing with Nintendo with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know that being a cloud only version, so that that game can come to the Switch, which you know otherwise would not be able to. Which let's be honest, so like in terms of the what Microsoft's doing here, a great example is the Flight Simulator. They're wanting to get that down to Xbox One, which, of course, normally the flight simulator would by no means work. What I feel like you could do a flight simulator on Xbox One. I mean, yeah, they would probably suffer a bit. It wouldn't look as stylish, stylized and polished, but I still think you could get it on Xbox One. It, it, would, be, it would be rough. It would look like Microsoft 98 flight simulator, which was perfectly fine and fun. If you say so. And I would it, by no means hit that up. Yeah, it'd probably look fine and fun. In 98. I mean, I messed with it in like 06. As Jimmy said a few weeks ago, I'm just going to wait for the juicy goodness, you know, on, on the, the newer consoles or and something. play Ace Attorney. My man. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you too. I hate both of you. Oh, man. Oh. So next little piece of news we have, which this one's a kind of interesting, good talking point here for uh, Jim Jam Jim Baroni, um, is we have uh, Alan Wake Remastered was spotted on the Epic Game Store uh, database, as well as Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is interesting that it's going to be going to the Epic Game Store. Both these spotted on there. You know, Jimmy, you're a big uh, Alan Wake fan. You know, how, how, how are you feeling towards the potential of a remaster coming? I mean, I'd definitely play it. I mean, I was actually just playing Alan Wake on Game Pass like, oh, last really? week. So oh, really? and it's it's it you could it you know, it's old. Yeah. <laughs> it it feels old. Right. So, you know, a remaster would, would be good. It's still a great game. Yeah. I mean, Fun fact, uh, I still have your Alan Wake and I've never touched it. It's a shame. Yeah, you, you pawned it's it off re- on me a long time it's a ago. Real shame. <laughs> I mean, I've never is, played that it. That is a shame. I agree I, with Jimmy. I, the game is fun itself. I probably won't personally mess with the remastered, but it is a fun series or a game series, yeah. Quick, quick side it's, note, it's, what is Alan Wake? So you're a journalist who's slowly going insane, and you fight creatures of the dark with a flashlight. Sure. <laughs> John's I mean, just like, I'm in. It's I'm in. fun. It sounds, I don't know, it's, it's really good. Remedy makes good shit. I mean, I mean, they do, and I mean, control was fantastic. I mean, it does control fantastic. Control was fucking phenomenal. And the thing about it is also, at the time it came in, and even still now, it's still very much a unique in its style and uh, just its story and overall how it flows and everything. Yeah, combat's fun. It's just a fun game. Awesome setting. I don't know. I can't. I mean, yeah. I recommend it to anybody that hasn't played. Yeah, yes, get it. Absolutely, play the damn game. Okay. Well, uh, with the remaster coming out, I may finally check it out, and I'll, I'll let you know how I like it. You should. You won't. I wouldn't you trust his statement. Whoa, 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 whoa. You won't. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> come on. I mean, we know you. you Ellie come said, on. You've been sitting on that fucking. How many years has it been? Eight. Okay. Well, for the for majority of that, it has. First off, it has not been eight years since you've given me that. First off. 
And second off, maybe no, hold on. And second off, I've, I've, I, I've stopped playing my Xbox a long time ago. I just plugged it back up not re- not long ago and had to do like two years worth of updates on the thing. Yeah, but at the so same Wake. at the same time, you haven't played Alan Wake in the entire time you've had it. How many times have you played Mass Effect? Okay, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's uncalled for, man. We don't have to we don't have to talk about that. Okay. Hey, Alex, remember when you were texting me? You said. Four people in a podcast would be great. Hey, I'll be honest. If this show is not the best one we've had, I'm be really disappointed. <laughs> and when I say best, that could I could mean that in a lot of different ways. It's well, going to be a lot of antagonism. That's fine. <laughs> Let's have a good time. That's what we're here for, man. We're here to have a good time. Uh, something else that recently got uh, kind of leaked out there is a uh, Castlevania Advance Collection was rated, I believe, in over in Australia, which that is a game that has not been announced. So potentially a collection coming out for Castlevania. I know uh, fans of that's going to be really pumped up. Uh, quick little follow up on uh, the Madden 22 cover, which I did give a little plug for that last episode. It was Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, which was what everyone speculated was uh, to be. And uh, we, act- we actually have a schedule of when EA is going to be showing stuff off for the game. Uh, here on 621, which by the time this podcast is, is out, would have already passed, is going to show off what we can expect out of franchise, mm-hmm. which is obviously what everyone's wanting to see right now because of how the same it's been for five years, and they finally promised to do something with it. Uh, 628, you could see some uh, dynamic game day. Uh, 75, you get to see the face of the franchise and if, what, all, what all changes they have of that. Uh, 712, Superstar Knockout in the Yard. Uh, 719, EA Play Spotlight. And then the 26th of July, you get to see uh, everyone's ratings, which is always a, uh, a fun time to see the, the videos afterwards of how everyone's reacting to it. But mostly just looking forward to seeing the, uh, the franchise breakdown, which we will follow up on on the next uh, Lighthearted Gamers episode. So, so uh, we did finally get some sort of release window for Pokemon Unite, uh, the Pokemon MOBA that was announced last year and has more or less been radio silence ever since. Uh, it is coming out to Switch in July and then it's coming out from uh, mobile in September. So I'm looking forward to trying that. Uh, I know it's like, you know, as you know, Nick joked about once upon a time here on the show, baby's first MOBA, which is, I agree. It's going to be a very casual MOBA. See, you know, I do agree to that, but I still think it looks fun personally. I watched that trailer and all I could think is, I don't know what the gameplay is because it suddenly went from them going down lanes and then fighting jungle Pokemon to they're suddenly throwing a glowing ball in hoops. So I was like, is it MOBA basketball? Uh... Yeah, there's there's the objective to it as well as just your your normal like you know MOBA type of play style because you know as you're defeating you know enemies out in in the map and defeating your opponents and stuff that's when certain Pokemon will continue to evolve because there are some that will start off at their first form like like let's say the Kanto starters for example and they can evolve up to like War Turtle and and Blastoise so and then there's the objective of actually getting you know like you're saying like the basketball slamming it in which will further add points to the to the board. Yeah, no, I just want to run down lane to destroy stuff. I don't want to have to actually <laughs> dunk on the opponent's base. Man, it, it's, it sounds a little strange. I mean, I'll give it a try. <laughs> I mean, it's free, it's free very, to start. Very so strange. It's, Free to start? Yeah, that's how, they, that's okay. how they've labeled it, is free to start. Oh, okay, this is yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I've, I'm, we'll see about this now. Hey, I don't know what that means. <laughs> hey, John, you're, you're, Absol's in the game, man. You're good to go, dude. Me and you both. You know, we're good to go. All right, I'm back. Yep, he's back in it. <laughs> he's back in it. Yeah, Absol's you know playable one. Uh, I got Lucario for me. You know, Garchomp's playable, which is pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, Talon Flame, the Canto Stars, of course, Greninja. Uh, you know, the roster looks pretty solid, honestly, and just looking forward to seeing them add more over time. But, I mean, I'm excited to try it. I mean, I don't think it's going to blow anything out of the water, but it, it'll still be fun. I mean, it looked troll as shit. I saw Mr. Mime literally wall in an entire team like an ass hat. Yeah, yeah. It almost looked like a Tassadar wall, just kind of walling them off and just beating the shit out of them. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing. It looks like, fun. It looks like it'll be at least an entertaining experience at the very least. I'm um, still talking about Nintendo here. Uh, Nintendo does have a title for Breath of the Wild 2 set, which we assume they would, but uh, they just didn't reveal it simply because they 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 were very adamant that if we told you the title, it would be very clear what's happening in the game, which for the most part is what the titles do. You know, they tell you, they give you indication of what's going to transpire, like Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, et cetera. But what they're saying is the title will very clearly indicate where things are going. Zelda Cataclysm. And they're trying to keep that a secret. Why? Nobody's going to play the fucking game before knowing the title anyway, so difference between then and now? Unless they just plan on saying fuck it and changing the whole narrative they just they just want to keep it uh yeah. they just want to keep it a mystery for people to yeah. you know experience the game i was about to say odds, odds are it's just uh wanting to keep as little detail about the game out currently till i guess close to release yeah. the longer yeah. longer they hold on to it the more people are going to want it yeah so it's like they can hold on to that and then when they drop it people You're well it's it's legend it's of zelda so people will get excited still shitty yeah i mean it's just like literally anything elder scrolls related <laughs> Just That's literally, true. just when, literally throw all the Elder Scrolls in it. Uh, you were like, "What is it? What is it? What is it?" Skyrim. Yeah, that is, that is true. <laughs> it is absolutely <laughs> fucking Skyrim. <laughs> all right. So, uh, last little bit of uh, news here. It's tough to it's tough to really dive into this because one, we'll find out literally the day this episode goes up. So I don't want to take up a lot of time for it, but I do want to point this out to people with what has been going on and how much of a meme this is. So Silent Hill, you know, a lot of people love Silent Hill franchise, right? A lot of people would love to see a new game come back. And uh, we've got this uh, new PS5 game on the way called Abandon, and it's supposed to be coming out later this year. And now, thanks to one single tweet, has set the has set the internet on fire that Abandon is actually a new Silent Hill by Kojima. And there's a lot of facts behind it that kind of backs it up for a lot of different ways. The game reveal should be on the 22nd, which is the, the day this episode comes out. I may actually post this episode a day early just so we can kind of hit that beforehand. Um, so Blue Box Studios, the, this company that's making Abandon, it all started with them putting out a single tweet where they were just like, you know, they've said before Abandon is not the official title. And they're just like, Abandon equals, you know, first, first uh, letter S, last letter L, and that set the internet on fire from there. Then they even put up a follow-up tweet where it's just like, hey, guys, it's not Silent Hill. We're not working with Konami. We're not working with Kojima. We're, we apologize for that. But then everyone's just like, all right, hold on. We still don't we don't, we don't buy this shit still. Uh, because, you know, for people that don't know, uh, Kojima, he's done this sort of bullshit before uh, to reveal a new game. Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain is an example where he literally created an entire fake game studio, an entire fake development team with names and everything, logos, whatever, just to th- mess with people. Yeah, no, Jimmy, throw that's, people that's off. The shit Kojima does. Yeah, yeah, and then you know comes out later. So, oh, by the way, yeah, this is actually just Metal Gear Solid. Here you go. Uh, it was me all along. Huh. It was actually me, Dio. Well, that's basically what this is. I mean, they they I want to say fucking like two years ago they were actively talking about. Kojima working on a Silent Hill that got fucking shit canned. Yeah, it was abandoned. Yeah, there you, you know. go. I mean, didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, yeah, PT, the whole thing before Kojima yeah. was released from Konami, which 
the only thing about this, I mean, all of it adds up in theory of just crap Kojima's done before. Mm-hmm. My only thing is Kojima and Konami sort of left on bad terms, so I'm really surprised if he is working with Konami again or Konami's wanting to work with Kojima. I mean, if they are, cool. Um, and I would say if there's money to be made, but yeah. Kojima don't need money. Yeah, Kojima's not fucked up about that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's the only odd thing about this to me, but... Uh, who knows? There may have been some sort of deal. There was like, okay, we'll work on this thing mm-hmm. one more time for people and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, like the little tidbits of just information that all points that that's what this is is, is just ridiculous. Like if you look up uh, Blue Box Studios, uh, the one and only game they've ever created that's on their record. I don't even think you can find the game. Obviously, it's, it was called like The Whisper or something, another horror game. And like the logo has like you know like a, a blood printed hand. And if you t- look at it, it's literally the same hand that's on the logo of like Death Stranding, for example. Um, you know, the, uh, the creator of blue box, you know, game studios, I don't remember his name, but I did see some people where after multiple translation from one language to another, to another, to another, to another, it like one of the names does end up translating down to, uh, you know, his first name. And then also this, uh, this, you know, creator is his, his initials are H and K. And then there's just so much more evidence behind this. that This is actually just. Kojima messing with everyone, including like, you know, Kojima, he put up on Instagram a while back a picture of like, I guess, I guess it was like a script or uh, whatever of, you know, his new game that he is working on. Like there was like a little shot of like a forest and it's like the exact same shot that's from the abandoned trailer that we got to see like a month or two ago. Kojima was just messing with everyone. Like the the jig's up, man. Like It it would be fantastic, though, if. He just threw a fucking tantrum. If everybody solved his riddle, and he's just like, fuck it, we're not making the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Yeah. See, the bigger thing would be if people are just going on a ghost hunt after getting the Silent Hill. Because as Alex said, it was just a single tweet that caused it. Yep. And people are just going on a, a ghost hunt now, and Blue Box is just like, well, here, here's Abandoned. And it's not Silent Hill. <laughs> See, that's the other thing. If this is all actually just bullshit... Dude, Abandon's going to tank, I feel yeah. like. I feel like it, it's going to get backlash because everyone thought that this was Silent Hill the entire time. I hope not, especially not if it's a decent game. That would just I did see suck. also a little extra tidbit on this that I did see the official uh, Konami shop Twitter. Uh, they teased yesterday about new merch on the way, and I did actually see the, uh, the thing for the new merch. It's Silent Hill merch um, that they did put up. That was actually just a few hours ago from when we started recording. Um, I mean, there's so much evidence pointing. I, I did, I, I didn't go back and rewatch the trailer, but I did see a shot from the abandoned trailer where it's just like a sign that says like pointing towards like, it's either like God's town or God's country or something like that, which people, you know, then further said that, you know, that relates to Silent Hill in some capacity. I've never played Silent Hill games. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Uh, but I, you know, that, that is something that I also saw like. It's Silent Hill. Like I'm sure. I'm sure. Like our friend. Like I know our other friend Zach. I know he's gonna be super pumped. I know mm-hmm. he's a he's a big Silent Hill fan. So I mean, hey, I guess we'll find out when when it when I it mean, comes out here in just a couple of days. If any major fran- franchises do for a, you know, something new, it's Silent Hill. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's been a long fucking time. I mean, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, man. I mean, hey, we got the third one. Did we? Yeah, yeah. it's on the Switch. Black Order, I think is what it's called, right? Because you have it, right, Don? Technically, yes. Technically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, never mind. I rarely mess with my Switch, so I didn't know that. Yeah. I definitely didn't I didn't have a whole lot of fun with it when I first picked it up. Maybe it sucks. And I've I've meant to go back to it, but then 
I haven't used my Switch a lot. No, I see Zach going to potentially trying it out, right? No. No. Well, never mind. Okay. All right. Uh, so let's move on. Let's talk about E3 stuff now. Um, all right. So first and foremost, let's talk about Everwild. You know, this is a new uh, RPG uh, that is on the way from uh, Rare over at Microsoft. Uh, we got the reveal for it last year um, during the Xbox Series Showcase, whatever. And it uh, lo- looked like a beautiful game, something to be really excited for. And it was something that we were hoping to possibly see this E3. Saw nothing about it, no mention of it or anything. Uh, apparently, the the word is that the reason why it was not at E3 is because um, it got uh, it got primed forward. Meaning that the uh, apparently the game got completely rebooted. Uh, and now they're looking for a 2024 release. Um, there was a lot of different issues with the direction of the game that made it difficult to... Keep the game entertaining, basically. Like, I know one of the most notable things that I saw that uh, some devs kind of put out there that made it really tough was a mandate from the previous director of where no combat in the game. Zero combat. And apparently with how the game went, that made it very challenging and had them to jump a lot of hurdles. That director is no longer with the game. There's a new director taking uh, taking over it who happens to be Rare's most uh, senior creative. Um, like I said, now it's aiming for that 2024 release and probably a completely direct, different direction than what we've had. So, it, I mean, it essentially got what Metroid Prime 4 happened to it where it got two years in development and completely restarted from scratch. Um, so that, you know, that's ultimately why we didn't see Everwild, which is disappointing because that is a title that is on my radar that I want to play. But uh, maybe a year or two from now, probably two years, we may get to actually see something more on the game. I don't know. You guys have you guys have thoughts on that? Because I mean, Everwild it looked really cool when they showed it off, so it's really disappointing that this has happened. I I really hope it just doesn't get canceled. You know, I know canceling games. I mean, yeah, we talked about that, Jimmy. You you mentioned that uh, when you were on. It it doesn't happen often anymore. It really doesn't. But it still does. I hope the game doesn't get canceled. What, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Everwild being completely rebooted? I mean, I'm glad it did because it just seems odd to hear it. Um, a game that's supposed to be coming out as an RPG without any form of combat. I'm being marketed that way. Because the only thing, game I can think of like that that I know of that's come out within the past year or so is uh, Disco Elysium. And that was more or less... Uh, mer- uh, advertises more of like a big old narrative game rather than an RPG because it's a whole narrative game where you use your character's skills and whatnot to progress through the story. It's entirely narrative-based and um, dialogue and encounter interactions just based off the skills and talking. There's no actual combat in the game, Phoenix, but it's very good. Phoenix, right, yo? You get bonus points for being a sassy bitch. <laughs> You don't get extra points for being a sassy bitch. Not in that. I'm saying in Everwild. I mean, yeah. I had never heard of Everwild until <laughs> ah, now, so that's disappointing. Jimmy, Plus, you're killing I, me. I had nothing to be excited about, but again, like we talked about last time, I'm not about getting fucking excited about something two years from now. Right. I could be fucking dead in two years. I'm not worried that far fucking in the future. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What about you, John? How are you feeling towards this? I don't know, because at the same time of trying to see or figure out what an RPG with no combat would be, it could be interesting, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad it's getting getting redone a little bit, change it up some, because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just, while, while that idea could work, it'd be very difficult to make it work where 
the vast majority of people are actually going to enjoy it. Yeah, that was the big thing, man, is they couldn't they couldn't keep it where it was entertaining. <laughs> I feel like if since they've already chosen and announced to reboot it, they're starting from scratch, I think it would be really cool for them to show what they had. If you were going for that, if you had an RPG that you were going for without combat, obviously you had some ideas out there. Show us what you had. Let's see what it was. If people reacted to it, whatever. You know, if not, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a good fucking idea that you restarted that because... See, there are, there are there are cases like that where I would really love that because like Prime Four is an example. I would love to see what was so terrible about Prime Four from Bondi Namco that caused them to restart it. Like I'm, I it's something that we'll never see, but I'm so curious about. And it's the same thing with um, a previous uh, canceled title that was meant for the Xbox One. That you know we we saw some gameplay, you know we saw trailers and stuff, but I want to, I would love to have seen. Like what made it get canceled? You guys may or may not remember. You remember uh, Scalebound? <laughs> that was supposed to be like a big AAA title. Yeah, no, it was yeah. supposed to be one of the release. Then, like, yeah, no, it died. Yep. It was the game where you're gonna have a big old dragon as your buddy. Yep. And go beat the crap across the world with it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It looked cool. I, I mean, mean, yeah, it, it yeah. looked good. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, why did it get you know canceled? I'm curious. Um, but you know, I'm I'm with you. I would I would love to see. The, you know what they had that made it where it's just like okay we need yeah. to we need to completely restart this and I'm 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 sure with this and even like Prime Four there are some aspects they could probably keep especially in Everwild's case because it's not like it's moving development companies it's still staying within Rare probably the same dev team just new creative direction meanwhile in Prime Four's case literally apparently Bondi Namco just screwed the pooch and then yeah that's when uh retro retro studios who had done the previous three primes had to step in and get get the ogs back in there so i don't know it's one it's one of those things that's really you know curious about like what you know like what you're saying what was so bad about it and just i don't know we'll never we'll never get to see it but it'd yeah, be nice they, yeah they wouldn't release that well, but. The, the problem with that is if they did show the footage then there'd be a large outcry from people to release yeah. that yeah and then they might end up doing it and then no one would buy it yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. That's <laughs> actually a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Um, so during the E3 week, we did get an interview with uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda talking about Starfield. And uh, reading this interview, uh, seeing some of the screenshots that was being put out, like the video, like extra trailers and stuff being put out afterwards, just further got me more and more excited for Starfield. Like It's one of those things that like, I wasn't like overly excited for it. I was just curious. I was, you know, it's one of those things that I knew realistically I was probably going to pick it up. But it's not like I, ha- I didn't really have any hype until the interview. So basically, uh, here's some things that Todd Howard talked about when it came to Starfield. Is that, uh, well, obviously, no, you know, not surprising here. Uh, we'll get to see gameplay closer to launch. Uh, it will go back and forth between first and third person, similar to, you know, basically everything else they've done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, alien races are confirmed. Hundreds of hours of gameplay, which... You know, I know, Jimmy, you've gone on about that before. But, uh, you know, in a game like this, you know, from Bethesda, it's, you know, to be expected kind of thing, uh, they've they've kind of considered like a, a NASA punk is how is how it was labeled. You know, it's grittier, more retro style sci-fi. What is NASA punk? See, I that's what I don't, that's, I don't know. That's how you know, Todd Howard described it was NASA punk. I mean, I can only assume it's a bunch of NASA rocket scientist dressed up with fucking chains and leathers. Right. Like, I don't... But what is NASA punk? 
I guess we'll find out more <laughs> as more comes out. Uh, you do get to obviously kind of choose your background about where you kind of came from and everything. Uh, he, he did quote say that uh, it's the most, you know, hardcore RPG that they've ever done, which, you know, he did actually further say in the actual presentation that this is a game they've wanted to do for a long time but never had the hardware to do it, you know, until now. Um, you know, the game will focus on a player of a mem- as a member of the constellation, the last group of space explorers heading off into the cosmos. Uh, the structure of the game is kind of like Skyrim, uh, where you're going to be, you're going to get to basically be who you want to be. Uh, there's different factions you can join, and you can really just kind of create your own path. And uh, as for the release date, uh, we know we did get the 11.11. He did say they are confident in the release date, or they never would have given it besides, you know, if they weren't 100% confident, they would just give it a year. But they are very confident in the uh, release date that we have going on. But, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on, you know, what Todd Howard talked about when it comes to Starfield? Does it, you know, because before it's still just like we really don't know anything about it. That was always our thing about Starfield is we didn't know what it was. And, you know, with some of the shots that we got to see out of, you know, some, you know, we got to see some examples of characters that were created, which looked super dope. We got to see some other areas that, you know, getting to be explored again looks super dope. And it further just kind of, you know, to me drives the what I said I thought it was going to be, where it's going to be kind of like a No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. but a little bit smaller scale. You know, that's kind of how I viewed it. What What are you guys' thoughts on, you know, the stuff Todd Howard talked about? I mean, I feel at this point that you're just going to start, make your character, get on a spaceship and fly. It's just going to land in the middle of freaking uh, Whiterun. <laughs> and that's that's where you are now. It's Skyrim again. Nah. He bamboozled us all back to Skyrim, ladies and gentlemen. That's genius. Nah, I I don't know why I just thought of this, but now all I can think about is some of the some of the great Bethesda ragdolls in space. <laughs> <laughs> I got some of the best ragdoll characters in the business. I mean, and true. seeing those guys flop around in space is going to be great. <laughs> Zero gravity. Yeah. I mean, I'm more on a more serious note, though, but, uh, I mean, it's hopeful. I mean, that's their standard uh, synergy with uh, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, if we exclude Fallouts 1 through Tactics. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, open world RPG has been sort of a thing of just being, hey, this is your beginning portion. There's things out there. Go find it. Have fun. Yeah. As long as it's like, it sounds like it's going to follow the same structure. I mean, as long as it looks good and it feels good to play, I mean, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. I, I fully intend to get it day one, you know, cause like, cause it was, it, like I said, everything that he talked about in the interview, it's, it's ult- what ultimately sold me to get actually excited for this game finally. Cause now up until now, it's just like, okay, yeah, cool. Looking forward to seeing more, you know, it's Bethesda kind of trust them, you know, past few years have been kind of so-so um you know looking forward to it um but i mean everything about it man it kind of really sold me on it where it's just like okay yeah let's do it i'll be there for it um overall i'm pumped for it looks like a good time uh let's uh let's continue to talk about e3 here with uh you guys uh on the show john and jimmy kind of give your thoughts uh yeah john we'll start with you man what what was some big takeaways from e3 that got you really pumped up had a few days to you know digest on it you know maybe kind of not no longer ride a high i know e3 was lackluster you know i think we can all agree to that it was very apparent that studios were still struggling from this covid year that pushed a lot of titles back that was very clear by people not really having a whole lot to showcase but was there anything that really jumped out of you uh something that i didn't expect to come away from this e3 with was from the microsoft conference i might actually get into sea of thieves now 
Oh really? See, I thought the same thing. I, I came out watching that and I went, you know, they've got they've done enough updates. I have a I have a few friends that I know play it and have been trying to get me into it. This actually looks like something that uh if I get into it now and actually play it, that looks like something that'll be a lot of fun to do. See, whenever I saw that trailer of uh the whole uh Pirates of the Caribbean story arc thing, is all it made me think of was like GTA Online Heist. Heist really brought people back into GTA Online with just the story-driven aspect. I think this is sort of what Sea of Thieves has been missing. Yeah, people have been having their own fun with the community stuff and just messing with people and then the random encounters you can trigger and things like that. But Yeah, that's that's kind of where I came from because as soon as I realized that's what it was when I read into it a little more, I was like, this looks like something I could actually get into. It's like, yeah, I could have fun just sailing around with some people doing whatever it is we do in that game. Yeah. But... That that was what brought me where I was like, this is what's finally sold me. Right on, man. Um, sea of Thieves is one that I've always wanted to get into, but I've never stopped to actually try. And I'm with you. You know, seeing everything that they kind of showcased, it, it kind of made me, it motivated me a little bit to like, okay, maybe it is finally time for me to look into this game because it's a game that I've always wanted to like look into and try to play like since before release, just never have for one reason or another. You know, at release was because it was a disaster of a release for the most part, at least from everything that I saw online, you know, for, and from a couple friends that played it. But, uh, you know, everything that they showcased with that, you know, I thought it looked, I thought I'm with you, it looked pretty dope and kind of maybe pushed me to maybe want to look to finally try to get into it, especially be nice to, you know, have some friends to play with. It's always a good time. Um, John, what was your thoughts on the um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, game that got revealed from Square? It looks fairly interesting. One of the things, because I watched some of i didn't watch the entire like what was it like 20 minute gameplay thing they did on it yeah yeah it was, it was majority of the i didn't show. i didn't watch the entirety of the gameplay uh but i did watch kind of the beginnings of it where they had where they were showing off some of the combat and that right which i thought was i mean it looks it looks nice uh my only thing with it was it's it seemed like a lot of micromanagement micromanagement and yeah. it seemed like almost the majority of all of the damage that was happening was from the micromanagement of telling the other uh, members of the Guardians to actually do their special abilities. See, I agree with that, because I actually rewatched that uh, the other day, and I was looking at him just going like, this looks really neat, but the character you're playing is not doing jack. Yeah, it was the very first combat encounter when they when he started uh, actually firing at the creatures. Mm-hmm. I looked at, it's like I saw the health bar and I went, that's not a lot of damage. And then <laughs> yeah. as soon as he hit an ability, the, the bar goes down by like a quarter. Yeah, so I mean, that was sort of a downside. And I mean, it does say that everything pretty much in that subject to change, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they kind of reverse it a little bit where mm-hmm. the, your player actually does at least moderate damage and the abilities are kind of like the big hitters that come in or like... In, the interruptions that can happen and like, yeah. And like the, uh, controlling the battlefield kind of, that would be a more preferable style for me. Yeah. That would feel much better accomplished because just watching it. If I was playing that and just watching your teammates destroying, uh, star Lord, not doing crap. That's not very satisfying. Yeah. Cause then it's, it's more of a, it's RTS at that point. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's just commanding your troops while you try not to get hit. Yeah. Right. Jimmy, what about you, man? I know when you were on, you had talked about, um, you know, the Avengers game and how, you know, with the approach they took for that, 
zero interest from the get-go with well what about the the approach with how they've taken you know guardians of the galaxy where it is straight single player um you know almost kind of feels like a, a tidbit of like mass effect vibes in terms of like how your decisions actually matter and just things along those lines what you know well, what's your thoughts on this guardians game you got any serious thoughts on it it's something you might, might, might look into probably at some point i mean for me it, it i don't know i have to be in the mood like i guess not necessarily for the genre but for like the that specific story i right. guess like guardians of the galaxy i don't really i mean i loved both of the movies i love all the marvel shit but mm-hmm. like i don't know after it's weird. I'm in a weird place with all that shit. So it's like that type of game, yes, would be fun. I would try it, play it, whatever. But I guess right now I'm just not in a Guardians of the Galaxy fucking mood. Like, Word. I'm really okay. enjoying Loki. I enjoy that. Uh, but as far as that, I, I don't know. It's kind of like with the um, uh, the Star Wars uh, Fallen Order. Like, normally I'd, be, pick that n- normally I'd be all over a game like that. Be like, right. holy shit. But I'm just like, you know, after, you know, that abomination of episode nine i'm just like i don't really give a fuck about jedi or fucking anything star wars so hey yeah fallen order is one that i only put probably about two or three hours into and i had to not touch it since and it's something i i plan to actually pick back up here soon because the ps5 upgrades out so i wanted to play it on that now because that's been one of my goals is to go back and finish completing some PS4 games that I bought and never and never done, and that is the last one I have left that I, I need to go back and finish up. I, did, did you guys, you know, John, Zach, did you guys play Fallen Order at yeah. all? Did you beat it? Yeah. How, is it overall a good good time? How, I mean, yeah, no, it's a very good game. Okay. And everything is very fun. The only downside I had was it gives you a choice to go to two planets early on the game, and one's higher, much higher level than the other, and I didn't know that. Oh. So I went to the higher level area only to find out it's a dead end until you get a skill. But you get a dual lightsaber. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I I never ended up picking it up. Okay, it's one I looked at from the outside and went. Right. I mean, it looks cool. It looks like it could be fun, but wasn't for me at the time. Gotcha. That that's basically how it's been for me since I've had it. Um, well, Jimmy, what what about? Uh, th- was there any big titles that came out at E3 that kind of really caught your eye, got you a little bit excited for stuff? I mean, I I get excited about just about everything but oh, okay, not fair. until <laughs> not until it's like again closer like right. you know if it's like way far off i mean the only thing that i like actually am uncontrollably excited for is of course fucking elden ring you know like i know that that's like the number one thing everybody likes yeah, that, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. but i fucking love dark souls i've played all those games at least five times through mm-hmm. like i i love that series i so you know more of in that vein, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's a different thing. It's fucking Dark Souls. It's it's going to be Dark Souls with extra shit. Right. Mounts and y- yada, 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 you mm-hmm. know, jumping, all that jazz. But praise the sun. So it looks <laughs> it looks very. I mean, it, it, overall, you were impressed with the gameplay trailer. I mean, it, it, it's just I. it's going to be a good game. Yes. Like it's I mean, you know, from software doesn't do garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've never played a bad game from them. Sekiro was fucking, you know, face smashingly infuriating, but you know, it is still a good game, you know, but so that was probably the only one that I'm just like, you know, I really can't wait for that to come out, mm-hmm. but everything else is just kind of like, you know, pump the brakes. Don't get too excited about it. Cause fair, you know, fair. 
Especially with like the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, you right? Know? You know, know how that's going to tie into the overall story of their characters and everything else. Well, that's yada, yada. that's a separate so, story, like a completely one-off. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah this is an original maybe, story, and I guess maybe that's part of why it. Like I don't know, with the way that their movies played into the overall story of the you know the, the MCU, the, yes, the cinematic universe and everything. It's just kind of like I don't know, like. They're interesting characters. They're cool or whatever, but like I don't know. I guess for that game, because there are so many, you know, shoot them and attack them and use abilities and fucking shit. There's like a dime a dozen for those type of games. Mm-hmm. Unless there's like some narrative interest in there, like that's ultimately what like, interests me about it more than that anything. would be the only thing that would draw me to it. Because uh, like I mentioned, it, it gives me some it gives me some Mass Effect vibes in terms of like just the narrative direction and where your decisions actually matter. And the decisions that you get to make will kind of impact, and the you know what we'll have to continue to find out is how much it'll impact the story itself. But it was already very clear from the trailer alone that it'll at least impact on how the guardians view you, because there was an example of in the trailer of where they had already made the decision to sell off uh, Rocket, and then at the last minute, you know, you as Star Lord change, you know, you change your mind and you say no, let's let's sell off Groot instead. So how does the Guardians retaliate? Is they say, "Oh, well, you can you can push that that cage yourself. I'm not helping you," and they walked off, and you're left to kind of you know. So that that's the sort of dynamic that that interests me is how is the is what possible like branching storylines we can possibly get. So you know that's ultimately what draws me into it. Um, you know what what do you guys uh, think on the potential? That's the key word here because we got very little you know, shown to us a, just a very brief trailer. But what do you guys think of the potential of that uh, new Avatar game that was announced by uh, Ubisoft? What do you, you know, the front, uh, what is it called? Uh, Frontiers of Pandora, mm-hmm. I believe. What are you guys' uh, thoughts on the the potential of that of that game? I'm a sucker for eye candy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, John. I, I personally, that like that came, or it's like when that trailer started playing, I went, Oh, with the Avatar, and then I just kind of sat there. I I had <laughs> there was. I n- mean, that's a fair reaction. There, yeah, yeah. there was there was zero interest in it for me. If it ends up being some like if it comes out or they come out with more information about it, and it looks mm-hmm. like it could be interesting, I, I personally, it's just been a long time since Avatar for me, and I've, right. I've that interest is mostly gone. See, I feel the same as John. I mean, they left it as their big closer, and it yeah. happened, and I went, eh. I mean, we got a theatrical cinematic trailer. We didn't actually see any gameplay. Mm-hmm. Maybe once gameplay comes out, I might be a bit more interested, but right. until then, yeah. I'm excited for the potential. That, that's what it comes down to now, obviously, because it is still just a very early an announcement, and we didn't, get, we didn't get to really see a whole lot of out, out of it. I'm excited for the potential, because, I mean, that is obviously a very beautiful world, and uh, if the game is done correctly, you know, and honestly, they'll probably, let's be real, they'll probably copy-paste the formula they already have from Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. That's probably what they'll do, which... I don't think will necessarily be a terrible thing for Avatar Universe. I mean, it'll make, it could make the game potentially very lengthy, as I know you've gone on about, Jimmy, with Assassin's Creed. Um, but, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. And, you know, talking about Assassin's Creed, Jimmy, I got to say, you know, I thought about you uh, when we were, 
you know, talking about all the stuff with Ubisoft because, you know, you were just like, man, I'm 167 hours into Odyssey and I'm not even two thirds done. And, you know, there are people online talking about how they're 200 hours into Valhalla and only like halfway done. You know, you got Valhalla DLC on the way. So I immediately thought of you. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Jimmy, this is further putting it in the grave where I don't know if Jimmy's going to yeah. play Valhalla. I may not. I mean, I, really I mean, there's not. already one DLC out and their second one's coming out. Yep. Uh, and I, then they have the whole uh, walk around following the people and be a history buff. Yep. Yeah, I made it like 40 hours or something into Valhalla. Didn't finish off like the first <laughs> section of the map that I was in and I'm like yeah, how how much longer do I have in here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was one of those that I like set it down for a week to play something else that came out and then just never went back to it. Might do it eventually. Eventually, yeah. Uh now here here's a question that I'm very excited to hear uh some thoughts on. Um I th- you know this is more directed definitely to John, I would say. Uh John, what was your thoughts on Halo Infinite? How are you feeling towards it? Because me personally, I'm very happy to say that I'm actually really excited for a Halo game for the first time in a long time. Okay, they made the game look a lot better than whatever they previously showed. True. true. But they're also doing a lot of weird stuff. Like their trailers that they were showing off, part of it was, or it, it's like it jumped between like cinematic stuff and gameplay. Because mm-hmm. there were moments where like they threw a, they like throw a bomb or something over towards where the sword spawns, which blows up, launches a sword off. They catch it in the middle of the air and then jump at somebody, and, and uh, cut them through. Which, yep. If that's supposed to be part of the gameplay mechanics. That's just gonna be a nightmare, because if you're if if being able to like toss a grenade, and will actually like l- launch weapon spawns or like weapons that are on the ground or something, mm-hmm. and send them off, that's just gonna be confusing. But it could be interesting too if it works out, because it'll it's like for as much of a pain in the ass as that's gonna be when you attempt to do that, that one time out of a hundred where it works, you don't feel like a badass. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, that was my biggest takeaway, which I mentioned from me yep. three with Halo was the fact that they're trying to add physics into Halo multiplayer, mm-hmm. which will be, as John says, slightly nightmarish, but if people manage to figure it out, it'll look very awesome. It yep. will look very awesome. And it's yeah. going to feel awesome while doing it. The other thing that I was wondering is because they, sh- they very clearly show off grapple hook multiple times, yep. grappling mm-hmm. fusion coils, grappling vehicles, I was, I don't, what I was thinking with that is, is that just an equipment item that you have? Is that, are they adding, is it going to be like they're adding somewhat of classes to the game or something like that? Right, or is, or this, is it going to be a def- default thing? Or is this something that everyone is going to have? Mm-hmm. And as a point to that, can you only grapple certain objects? Because if, if I'm running along a map and I want to get up to that, that second level that's up there, can I just grapple up there? I would assume so. Because if... Because that's well, that's the thing is—is mm-hmm. is it going to be you can grapple anything at any point, or there's specific things or points that you can grapple? Mm-hmm. Would be the alternative, which would be a little worse than being able to grapple anything. But if you can grapple kind of anything at any time, that's going to be cool. That is going to be cool. I think it's definitely going to add a new uh, a new layer to Halo. That's just going to make it. Uh, feel it's it's just gonna make it feel more you know more entertaining more fluid and everything i mean overall like you know obviously they didn't show much in terms of what to really get out of the story we got a little gist out of it with our new basically cortana 2 
essentially. Uh, but the but the the big focus on the multiplayer is what really got me because I mean I I thought everything looked really cool. I thought it looked great, and then still them going with the uh, free to play formula. That's what I was about to yeah. say. Free to play, same day multiplayer. Yep. I will actually. It's like that. I'm I'm down for. Yep. The story side of it. I mean, I may end up getting into it. Right. Uh, at the same time, but the multiplayer being its own standalone is a big sell there for me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I am fully planning to hit this up day one if I'm if if I'm able to. Because as of right now, I don't think my uh, my PC will run it for sure. But I know I could use an upgrade in a couple areas to really get it to where I want it to be. You know what I mean? That or just get a Series X, one of the two. Uh, but either way, I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, Jimmy, you're not a big Halo fan, right? I mean, I I enjoy Halo, but you've I mean, dabbled I, in I it. That's about I it. I haven't played it since three. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, when is the release? Uh, yeah, see, that's the thing, and that that they, was that was a big te- that was a big you know negative note for they Microsoft. Yeah, they didn't give a date. They only gave us holidays. Or I thought it was holiday. Holiday. Yeah, hol- was holiday. yeah holiday. Uh, which man, all that tells me is that they're still unsure if it's coming out this year. That's I mean, what that indicates they have to me. To, I mean, they, 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 they all pushed the way it back, back to the drawing board after that last fiasco, and that was only what well, that, six months ago. I will. I mean, they the last year before the release of the Series X, they pushed it back to this year. That was the first notch. But even before that, you know, it went through. God, like what? Three different game directors, three mm-hmm. or four game directors. I mean, it it's had a rough development cycle, and for it to be where it looks now, I mean, kudos to them for that. And pushing it back was clearly the right thing to do and them putting up that holiday release with no actual hard dates you know obviously still indicates that they don't know if it's going to come out this fall which also tells me they don't mind pushing it back again because ultimately they don't want the game to flop is what it's coming down to i don't know it, it seems like because and i can't believe i didn't think of this earlier because you know mush brain but uh John mentioning the grappling right and you know like freedom of using that just kind of however made me think of battlefield like you know obviously their whole thing their whole shtick with the new battlefield is just like freedom of combat yeah, do whatever yeah. the mm-hmm. fuck you want to yep so you can grapple if you fall off of something fuck it wingsuit out or parachute or you know if you're falling just fucking grapple onto something you know mm-hmm. just like do whatever the fuck you want to because that does make combat i would think it would make it more interesting right because if you do have specific points where you can grapple I mean, everybody's going to learn that shit day one and just fucking camp yeah. those spots or just, you know, it's just going to make it, you know, just a pain in the ass. I mean, and that's always what's been a big seller of Battlefield games is just the ability of just destruction and level of uh, freedom to use the environment, especially with the new one that's coming out with them adding the whole weather effects and just the trailers, uh, actual Battlefield trailer of just, just everything you can do, just how big the map itself was, its transition from okay weather to disaster weather and everything. Yeah, yeah. I should have mentioned yeah. that I'm excited for Elden Ring, but also I haven't I haven't played Battlefield like really since 3, but I love that franchise and I am super excited yeah. for the new I Battlefield. I got a question about Battlefield, the new Battlefield coming out that you guys might know a little more about cuz I remember I watched their their like different modes presentation mm-hmm. that they talked about and they have like their big one which is like the open war or whatever. Yeah. And then they have the smaller scale ones. Do those all take place in the same, like in the same kind of war area where it's like you're just on a smaller scale map inside of it or something? 
I believe so. They didn't really say a whole lot that's, about it. That's what it sounded like, and I didn't but want to be from, mistaken. From what on it that. got from it, yeah, it seemed like you had your larger full scale maps that expand out more. Then it, there's probably a it, downscaled version of it. Yeah, it seemed, In five, that's exactly what it was. Like mm-hmm. every map was just this this specific. That was the map. It was a big open area, and then you just had multiple game modes that you would play in sections of that map. So if you were to play a small team thing, it would just take place on, you know, like between these two buildings on this one map. But if you were to play the big, huge, you know, big team thing, it would just include those two buildings and then a bunch more shit. So it was just how cool that would be if, if, if you're in the smaller game mode playing, but like you, if you could see some of the, Stuff going on, or at least in like a larger what the scale le- battle, yeah, what's yeah. kind of going on in the larger scale? That'd be cool. That like, would be like really fucking cool. like say they can't destroy the building you're in because you're in that map playing it, but you yeah. could see all of the devastation and weather effects and everything happening. That would be that would be amazing. That'd be nifty, but I'm wondering how that would affect yeah. the server. And I have no, yeah, I have no idea how they would implement that. Yeah, even if it's not like a live time thing, but yeah. even if it's like say it's something that comes in. Six months after, where it's gotcha. instead of it, be, instead yeah. of like looking out and just seeing like a dust tornado or something going on over there, you see planes and shit flying around from what could be like the implementation of pre recorded matches or something. Gotcha. Oh, that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one thing, uh, did we get a actual hard release date on Battlefield? I can't remember. It's October. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I think they, it, it was a date. It's in October. Okay. I think it's early to mid October. Okay. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm, I've never been big into battlefield. I've tried a couple of them, it's um, fun as fuck. but everything they showed off with 2042 did look super cool. I'm um, not going to lie. This might be the first battlefield that I actually try to get into. Yeah. See, that's, that's how I feel towards it as well. See, my last one I played was Hardline. See, I never, I, I played a little bit of five, mm-hmm. like maybe for about a month, month and a half. And the, I mean, the last game I played before that. Like actively was three. See, hard hardline was weird because that was the cops and robbers one. <laughs> yeah. So it played really weird. I mean, it was still battlefield. It just felt weird because instead of soldiers, you had a bunch of uh, police and crooks. It's just, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good. It's it's it's, it's a good FPS. I've always preferred it to Call of Duty. Okay. And I've played a lot of Call of Duty. Battlefield is just it. It's overall better. Just the recent games they've made a lot of poor decisions on balancing you know mm-hmm. the maps have kind of been shit um i don't know why i still don't know why i should probably do some reading into it why they got rid of rush which was like you know yeah the number one game mode for all of it until they just said oh fuck rush we're not gonna have this game mode anymore well i think they actually eventually did bring rush back in five I think it was only as like a, you know, hey, we've got this mode temporarily. You know, hey, this week, this mode is available. You know, but okay. it wasn't something that you could do every single... Uh, you fix you know. all those problems. You just play Apex Legends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys have any takeaways from uh, that um, that game that closed out Xbox's show, Redfall, from the, the new game coming from Bethesda? Did you guys have any takeaways on that at all? Any 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 real thoughts? I have no memory of that. Nor do I. Oh, okay. Fill us in. Give us a rundown. So here, me, me, my, me and Zach weren't really my over the thing top about with it. it. Alex is when you mentioned it first, I didn't really remember it. Then when you talk about, it, I slightly remember it. I think in any of the recordings of the conference, I don't think it made it in. 
I don't think it made it into recordings. If you're watching it live, you saw Redfall, but anyone watching recordings missed it. Oh, well, that would explain a lot. That so, seems really bad for that game. Yeah. yeah cause, so <laughs> what it was is it looks like it's going to be a four-person co-op shooter mm-hmm. in a more or less apocalyptic world. Each of them have powers of some sort. Oh, well, that's some character designs right there. Yes. Uh, yep, yep, that's yeah, exactly it is. It. Wait a minute. Is this the one that has something to do with vampires or yeah. something? Yes. Yeah. I watched a very brief video okay. about that. Okay, yeah. It, it's the made name, by Bethesda. The click. It made, it's made by Bethesda, but the exact devs that made it was uh, the ones that did Dishonored and Prey. Mm-hmm. I don't know about those, but four-player co-op, bad guys. It very, very much reminded me of fucking Left 4 Dead. In that video, there was like a, I don't know, like a tall, slender man looking bitch with claws. It was picking up one of the characters. Oh, well, that was it a vampire. Like a special or whatever. And then there was another vampire biting some guy's neck. It looks like fucking Left 4 Dead with fucking I mean, vampires. Which off, is good. I mean, that's off. good. We have our Left 4 Dead clone. Yeah, it's yeah. back for blood. Yeah, you, you got yeah. your Left 4 Dead. Yeah, That'll I'm probably saying, pick that's up. That's zombies. Too. This is vampires. It's different. No, it's <laughs> both apocalyptic. I got my back for blood. It is made by people. Fuck off, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> But on a, another scale, I mean, Redfall looks fun if it's in it being done by um, Arcanius Studio, I believe is their name. It means it's going to have some insane vertical gameplay with it. Because even like one of the characters' abilities, literally, they make a freaking uh, spectral elevator that throws people up in the air. So their games are always very known for just their 3D and vertical combat of just how much they use the environment just makes me curious considering Deathloop is still coming out that's also being done by them. True. Is that a PlayStation exclusive? What, Deathloop? Yeah. No. No, the one that you're probably thinking of that's PlayStation exclusive is Ghostwire Tokyo. It definitely wasn't that because I have not heard of that shit. No. Well, no, Ghostwire Tokyo is being like published by Bethesda, and it was already like in development under, like I guess, contract, whatever, for PlayStation before the purchase happened. Uh, and, you know, uh, Phil Spencer and Xbox did come out and say anything along those lines they're going to honor, so it's still set to be a PS5 exclusive, even though they are officially owned by Xbox. So that's why, that's why I immediately just threw that out there. But no, Redfall, I mean, it looks interesting. You know, I'm, I'm with the same thoughts that, you know, Zach, you and I had the other day when we mm-hmm. talked about it, is that want to see more, you know, to come out of it. Um, let's hop over and talk about a little bit uh, about Nintendo. I know, you know, really the only people that play Nintendo here is going to be basically me and John. So these questions are more direct towards John. First question, uh, John, did you, uh, did you get any excitement out of Metroid Dread? Or is that something you're going to pick up? Because I think I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to probably pick this up. It, I think I think it could be a lot of fun. It, it looked interesting. Uh, I'm not the biggest Metroid fan. Yeah, see, neither am I. I mean, the proms are fun, but... Yeah, I guess Shoot. It, no one would believe that with how much you talk about Metroid and how it needs a game. All right. Shut up, Zach. John? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean, it looks interesting. I guess with... Kind of with that, it I. It kind of comes down to price point of the game. That sixty dollars price yeah, point. Yeah, for me, because I personally, I don't know if the game looks enough for me to jump into it and and try to give that extra shot to it mm-hmm. for that price point, knowing it's probably not exactly my gameplay style. Right. Well, uh, well, what about uh, what about Breath of the Wild too? You know, I, you've yet to play Breath of the Wild. I knew first he off, was gonna fucking say, yeah, this. you're you're damn right, I was. I mean, Sean, for the longest time, you were the person I knew who for Zelda related stuff. So, yeah, that's because I play a lot of the games. I just don't 
play all the games. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your takeaway on uh, Breath of the Wild 2? How, how did you uh, feel like, because uh, we got to see a little bit of gameplay. We didn't get a whole lot. You know, they just gave a little, little teaser. How are you feeling towards it? I mean, it, it, it looks it looks interesting. I don't know too much about it, mostly because I don't know a whole lot about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I mean, it looks good. I mean, it's one of those, I don't know how, how much it's going to follow all of the gameplay, uh, like the gameplay loop of Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. the first one. Uh, one of the things I was, uh, I saw a question posed earlier when I was just uh, flipping through like articles and stuff was, do you think they're going to bring back the breakable weapons? Yeah. I, I In my opinion, yeah. I think I think they're going to bring it back. Because, I don't know, it, it doesn't seem like that much of a pain. Uh, based off of the little Breath of the Wild stuff I've seen. Uh, but having not played it, I don't know how annoying that is. It's very annoying early on. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> that was that was a pain in the ass early in the game. But yeah, as far as Breath of the Wild too. I mean, it looks interesting. The, it's like the fact that they're going... Because I know one of the things that I had wondered was, is it going to be kind of the same world that... How are they going to change it? Yeah, that was my question all that, too. And the fact that they're going to the sky... Mm-hmm. It makes it fairly interesting. Yeah, yeah. See that that was that was my question leading into E three yeah. is 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 it going to be the exact same thing or what, what are we going to get new about it? And yeah. you know when it comes to you know the Breath of the Wild two, the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the fact that they're still not sure if next year's the the the, the time range. Like, oh yeah, no, they're 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 basic, just aiming for it. They're basically just saying we're looking at this date, but. At the same time, do not be surprised. Yeah. See, that's how I feel towards it. And, you know, on top of that, you know, I mentioned this uh, in episode 45 is there's been a lot of reports, a lot of rumors recently about a uh, Zelda collection that was going to come out um, to celebrate 35th with like Wind Waker and Top Princess, you know, more than likely <laughs> they, being what it was. They shut that down quick. <laughs> yeah, they did. You know, they shut it down quick in this direct where they're just like, hey, look at this cool game and watch that we're going to release. This is how we're going <laughs> to celebrate the 35th. That threw me for a little yeah, bit. I was not expecting that. And then they're just like, yeah, we don't have, there's no unannounced titles planned for this year. So what that indicates to me is because Zelda's become like a Pokemon for Nintendo where they aim to have a title every single year of some sort. That is their goal for Zelda. So them not releasing the, you know, the assumed collection that we that we believe is to be a thing is because they're keeping it in their back pocket for next year just in case the, the Breath yeah. of the Wild 2 is not ready to go. Yeah, because right now they're looking at like, well, here, get your little game and watch three three game collection here. And then we'll let you know in the future. Basically. Which I got to say, with it having three games, you know, that's more enticing for a pickup for collective purposes. I than might the, actually than, pick it up. I, I'm planning to, personally, just for collective purposes. The, the Mario one, which you can still buy right now, at least around where we live, which is funny to me, you only had the one game on there. You know, it's just a, it doesn't feel like there's enough of a draw to want to jump up and get it while the Game Watch one, like you said, has three. You know, it gives it a little bit more, you know, draw to it, and I'll, I'll I'm with you. I'll probably pick it up. But uh, so with uh, the the stuff that we got to see out of Breath of the Wild too, what's uh, what's your time frame? When are you gonna play Breath of the Wild? Why is he Why is he gonna ask me that? Well, I also want to point this out because it's a funny it's a funny conversation I still have here. Is uh you know I know one of our listeners, good friend of ours, Jared. You know he is a diehard Breath of the Wild guy. You know we have fought 
tooth and nail, me and him, about what is the best Zelda. Fuck you, Jared. It's Twilight Princess. Suck my nut. So, you know, him hearing that uh, you have not even played it, he's going to be very distraught. So, yeah, when, when are you going to play it, man? What, what's your when time? When you your... play Alan Wake, I can't get into this fight. I've got too many games I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, me too. Me too. And, I mean, he's got plenty of time if, you know. Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't come out for another two fucking years anyway, because yeah. hype train. Yeah, oh, true. Uh, switching subjects a little bit from Breath of the Wild, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, because I haven't asked you about it mm-hmm. yet. Deflect, uh, deflect. No, not quite. We can go back to it if you want to. <laughs> uh, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, what would you think about the Smash DLC character? Any interest <laughs> at all? Woo! You know, I knew a- you were going to be excited. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, for the first time in a year... I actually played Smash literally probably like two hours ago. I was oh, just nice. I was just dicking off on it, trying to get like get back into it, whatever. Um, you know, the only, I, I don't really have any like strong um, connection to the character. I've never I was I played I played Tekken like on the PS2 and stuff. You know, like you know the, in that era, uh, I don't have like an overly strong connection. The only takeaway I have from that, and I pointed out in forty five, is of all characters that they could have led off. With this trailer, it had to be Ganondorf because they know what people want, and it's Zelda. That's my only takeaway from it is that I thought that was an interesting, you know, choice on Nintendo's part of them being cheeky little bastards. You know, I was leading it off where all you see is Ganondorf being carried. You don't see the character, and I saw so many reaction videos from like YouTubers and stuff, and everyone had the same reaction that I did. Oh, they leading off Breath of the Wild too. Oh, this is Breath of the Wild too. And then yeah, he throws it in, and oh, you know, it's, no, it's that, Smash. See, I was the opposite. I saw Ganondorf getting carried, and I went, "Oh, Tekken character." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. I mean, he looks funny, you know, as uh, as these you know fighting game characters do. You know, large move pool that you can actually use in games, similar to Ryu and Ken and and Terry as well. So, I mean, he looks like a fun character that I probably will not be able to master. That's for sure. I'm not a very good Smash player. See, I I stated in the last episode just I enjoyed that uh, trailer with Kazuya and just the whole joke with the cliff. Yeah, and I explained in the last episode why it was such a big joke, <laughs> and just the entire time I saw dude, I was like, God dang it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what um f- you know, final kind of wrap ups here. Any disappointments from E three, whether if it be something that was shown off. Rather, if it be something that wasn't shown off at all that you were maybe hoping for, any disappointments from you guys? I mean, obviously, God dang it. Okay, well, yes. Obviously, E3 as a whole was a disappointment for the most part, you know. But Microsoft and Nintendo—that's all we had really going on. That—that's the easy answer. But is there any anything that that really stuck out to you in terms of like disappointed with what you saw, or in, disappointed in something that you didn't see? The entirety of the Gearbox showcase. <laughs> yeah, the Gearbox showcase was, uh, that one was rough. They spent a lot of time on the movie and showed walked, you nothing about the movie. I walked away and came back like 10 minutes later, and he was still interviewing yep. people about the movie. See, John, I told Alex, I was like, as soon as I saw the University of Gearbox, I was like, they got nothing. Yeah, they don't have anything. I, I, I basically just walked away, and I kept it up on the side. And I was like, maybe they'll show. I muted it and just left it up in case a trailer started playing. <laughs> I was like, maybe something will come up. Uh, I do actually want to ask you, John, because I know you play the series, but uh, what'd you think of uh, Siege Quarantine? Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, I don't know that because there's actually there's a fair amount of 
kind of these, these co-op style things coming mm-hmm. out. And they all look pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, the, it's like Siege Quarantine could be could be interesting because it'll be it'll be nice to see kind of how the different how the attackers different and defenders working yeah, together. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious about how that's going to work with the different operators. Yeah, because that's going to make for some kind of weird groups of of operators going. See, in I absolutely loved the outbreak event when it happened and we first got our taste of this. So I've been waiting for quarantine since they first announced it. Just because I love this whole aspect of the attackers and defenders actually working together. And then I'm sort of curious about how the um, captured operators thing is going to work. Yeah, I don't know how that... that that's going to be interesting to see. I don't know a lot about quarantine. But so is this essentially just taking siege and expanding on it? Like well, the operators, mm-hmm. obviously that's... Siege, yes. Like, so, is it going to be a lot of bleed over from that, or is this going to kind of be completely in a whole new like they're starting from? Well, it's going to be sort of its own thing because we had an event a couple years back called Outbreak, which with it, it released a uh, like three or four levels uh, co op, three person co op, where you could use specific operators on each mission, and you just more or less went through this like three part level of fighting these infected creatures and whatnot, and everything in using and completing objectives, it was people liked it so much that they made Outbreak, which is a continue, or not Outbreak, but uh, Quarantine, which is a continuation of that. Pretty much the basis is the virus that had released an Outbreak got, uh, they didn't get all of it. Some of it got loosed down and it's expanded in the major hot zones and now they're fighting against it and it has the current cast of operators that are available. It has not said whether it'll keep expanding the operators as with Siege, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that type of game. Like John said, there's a lot of the co-op type of yeah. stuff coming out, and they do look very good. Yeah, Even that the, Redfall, I mean, I mean it, it has potential. because yeah, it does have potential, yeah. It's fun. It feels, sort of almost feels like we're going back to the couch co-op era. It, it's interesting because we've We've almost fully circled around where it's like we've had a couple years where we had some good, like some of the best games and that to come out are the single player kind of story driven RPG style games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we've gone through the years of like, or we went through a couple years ago, the the big like Battle Royale time, mm-hmm. which yep. a lot of the games are still pretty big right now. And then now it is interesting to see now that we're kind of moving back to the the co-op story-based game, kind of, or co-op level-based fight-off hordes. Yeah. Which I'm I'm excited about because those games are always fun. Hey, it's always fun to get some more games to play with friends, right? Speaking of which, we going to mess with Dark Alliance? Uh, I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing it on Tuesday. No comment. Let me know yeah. how it is. I'm picking it up on Tuesday. I've, I've, I know I've got at least one other person picking it up. Dungeons and, and Dragons, Jimmy. Oh. Yeah, and then maybe I think one of my other friends is gonna pick it up too. Like like legit D and D? Like this isn't a game. This is like it's a, a game. Tabletop it's, game. It's a video game. It's a video oh, game. Oh a video game, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, John, I may join you. Yeah. So I know I've got <laughs> I know I've probably got two other two people picking it up. I know I'm picking it up. I've been excited for this since I first saw the announcement. Yeah. Yeah, let me let me know how it is. Let me know how it is. Uh then I mean the next thing that I'm probably picking up is probably just uh Rift Apart. 
I've seen nothing but great things about Rift Apart. I have yet to see anything negative. Don't care. Can't play it. Shut up. <laughs> That's mean. That is mean. <laughs> well, Jimmy, I know, I know, you, I know your answer uh, more than likely. But uh, was there anything at E3 that uh, disappointed you that, that was shown or was not shown? No, I, I thought that was your answer. I mean, I mean, not really. There's definitely no disappointment, I right? Mean, and there was no, because there isn't anything that I'm like. Well, you also Super didn't have to watch yeah. the whole show, yeah. so I think you you're, know, you're saved yeah. in that capacity. My, my disappointment, my disappointment <laughs> mostly came from like sitting there, yeah, waiting, waiting like two hours for the conferences to come on, and then nothing happening for the forty five minutes to an hour and a half that they were on for. And honestly, every time that those, I mean, again, that's why they were saying E three is fucking dead because. For years, it's been like that. Oh, those shows are just... Well, I wouldn't of, say what? that. Oh, no, 2019, 2019, was, 2019 was, 20, was good. 2019 was incredible. Yeah, I know 2019, like, uh, I was living with you then still. Yeah. And yep. we were, it's like, we were all watching it in different rooms and came running out during specific yeah. conferences yep. at times. Yeah. No, see, when it came to this conference being shit, you know, I said it last episode, and I'm going to continue to say it. It, it was very apparent that studios are just still very clearly struggling from the COVID year of uh, work being pushed back, people having to work from home, which delayed a lot of stuff across the gaming industry, and that was yeah. very apparent. Yeah, this year was mostly the year of we are still doing this, but in the meantime, here's something yep. else to look at, or here's what we've got so far. Yep. Or they just didn't show anything because they're like, we didn't get enough done this year for it to really be shown. Exactly. So that's why me personally, I'm not going to use this year as a as a grading scale to say if E3 is dead or not. I feel like this year, I feel like E3 2021 gets a pass because ultimately it was very apparent that there were a lot of studios that were still very behind. Now, if 2022 sucks ass, different story. Different conversation completely of 2022, assuming that it happens and goes down as planned. If that if that eats big booty, then there's a, there's a problem. E3 could know. potentially they, be out the door. They get if if they mess up 2022 with like some of the big games that yep. are still in the works yep. that they can show off next year. Man, they don't fuck something up. Yeah. See, John, it's funny you said that. You said the we don't have things here. Something else. And all I can think about is the Outer World Two trailer. There was nothing. I mean, and he very obviously called it out. Yeah, like, he did. He's like, I don't have anything. <laughs> but this silhouette. Oh, you know what time it is? It's time to pan out. It's like, hey, they at least have a title. Yes, yeah, Outer Worlds too. Again, that's that's some that's a way that you can make something fun, even if you don't have yeah. a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. that's what's going to yeah, make it's or like, break it. Because you talked about the gearbox thing. Wasn't there a fucking thing where the fucking dude did like magic tricks for like an hour or some bullshit? Nobody wants to see that goddamn that garbage. Was, that was, <laughs> I think that was the the. I, I know he did something like that for the Borderlands Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reveal. Yeah, it was where they brought people up on stage and like had them play like a card game and did magic yeah. tricks with them and shit. Yeah, it's like just like <laughs> fucking so ridiculous. Stupid. Like, what the fuck are you Gearbox here for? is weird. Yeah, no, Devolver Digital. Devolver weird. Digital is weird. Yeah, there's no doubt about that one, man. Um. Well, I can't think of anything else. Uh, you know, I'm try- I, I've been trying to rack my brain of all like the bigger titles John, this whole time. You know, do you guys have it? You know, do you guys have Mario anything else? Mario Party Superstars. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm surprised you didn't say anything about that. That's true. Because you were the one like 
really hammering wanting a Mario Party to be. I was hard predicting that this was a thing. You were really going on it, and then it's like it got announced. I haven't heard a word from you. That's true. (laughs) That's true. No, the only thing it's like I was kind of, kind of expecting at least some sort of like Fire Emblem news. Yeah, I was too. I was expecting at least a mention of anything coming. Mm Uh, so that was a little bit of a surprise to me, but that was a surprise and a disappointment. I was, I, from everything that I saw, it was, it seemed pretty hard set that we were going to get something fire emblem. So that was, that was disappointing. I mean, three houses was the last game, right? Yep. And that was by far and away, like the most like well-received. Yeah. Well-received sold. Game that yep. They've ever done. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's, they just, maybe, maybe they had something that they were working on next, but they were just like, holy shit, this fucking is like at fucking going well, bananas man. Well, that's, that's why i was at least expecting some sort of like porting of an old game or a remaster yeah, yeah. or something like that I but mean, no no news kind of i was a little shocked by that when when all it all finished and i was like oh, there's nothing there yeah and you know when it comes to fire emblem stuff you know i've, I've mentioned it before and i'm, I'm still gonna i'm still gonna keep you know throwing it out into the universe and we'll see if it ends up being true with how well three houses was received i'm still gonna throw it out there that the next mainline fire emblem game could actually be a sequel to three houses instead of something new you know i know that'd be you know tough with how they wanted to handle it because of the four different storylines that three houses has yeah but i mean same with any of the other yep. like choices matter games if you want to do a sequel or you want to do any sort of any sort of like continuation of that story, whether it be a comic, another game, mm-hmm. anything like that, they they'll just have to pick their their uh, canon ending. Yeah, they'll have to pick the canon ending or somehow work it out where all four endings work somehow. I don't know, you know. I mean, it's not like that's not you know new for games. It might be newer for Nintendo, you know, for them kind of branching off into that kind of you know territory. But it's either a canon ending or um you know do a different storyline. I mean, they did different storylines as it is, but the the one thing that made it easy is that all, you know, all the, you know, the storylines, the, the first half is the same, you know, for, you know, for all four of them. Yeah. It's that second half of the game yeah. where it differs. So it, that it's, made it's, it really easy. You get that middle portion where it's like choice made now. Yep. Game change at this point. Yep, exactly. Uh, but no, I'm with you. Kind of disappointed on uh, no Fire Emblem being there. That was something I was kind of looking forward to. Also, I'm, of of anything here, of any, any any possibilities that we've seen, I'm really shocked we saw nothing involving Donkey Kong. You know, because this is the 40th anniversary. There's been the reports of the the 2D 3D game that's currently being developed by the by the team that made Super Mario Odyssey, whatever. And I wasn't anticipating to see that at this E3, but just as something to be where it's just like, hey, it's the 40th anniversary. I was honestly just expecting Donkey Kong 40. You know, like they like they did with Super Mario, you know, thirty five, like the Tetris game, whatever. That's what I was expecting. So no. I was shocked we didn't even get that. Oh man, we'll we'll get a direct here in a couple months or something, and you get your little game and watch Donkey Kong. Hell yeah, they're they're really about the, if okay if they do that, I'm uh, they're really about those game watches, man. <laughs> they're really about pushing that. But probably probably cheap to make. They, is the thing. Yes, yes, they're probably it's very cheap to make. It's not actually a Mr. Game and Watch. It's a Rob Donkey Kong. Oh my God! Holding a barrel. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Forty years. Forty years. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's one old monkey. <laughs> that is one old monkey. We're on like what the third version of him, you know? Because uh, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, like DK Junior, whatever, is Donkey Kong's dad, I believe, right? 
I think that's what it was. Don't get me lying. I don't know. Because Cranky family. Kong is like the OG. Okay. Cranky Kong is the OG. And then Donkey Kong Jr., who first appeared in a, in one of the er, like one of the earlier games and as well as Mario Tennis 64. You know, that's Cranky Kong's son, who is the father of the Donkey Kong that we know. I believe that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We going we gonna to go golfing? <laughs> the golf game does look. We going to go golfing? It does actually look pretty fun. <laughs> Oh, I'll probably pick it up. Looks <laughs> fun as fuck. I mean, I'd play it. Yeah, it comes it, out here in it, a few days. It looks dumb as shit, but I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> Time to s- actually, you saying that, John? S- the speed golfing. Now that I think of it, it just makes me think of any, any of time we go play fling golf. That's uh, literally true. how we play fling golf. That's we throw true. That crap and we run and we fling it. That's true. <laughs> if you in a way, you're gonna get hit. Yeah. If no, if anyone's never played fling golf, look into fling golf. It's a lot of fun. It is incredibly fun. Yes. Yes. For as simple and stupid as it is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up uh, for this episode. Um, you boys have anything you guys want to throw out there? Last, last little tidbit thoughts on E3? Just general thoughts? Anything like that? No. I've said most of mine to spill on our other episodes. So. Okay. Uh, I can't think of anything right now, but if, if anything pops up next time I'm on, I'll just shoehorn it in. Okay. What about you? exactly the same thing for me. I'll think <laughs> of five things. This oh, I guess one last thing I thought of, Jimmy, is how do you feel about a possible Resident Evil 8 DLC? Oh, yeah. Featuring on Tall Lady. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> again, as soon as they showed that, I immediately thought I of mean, you. I'll- I'll fucking play it, I, but I'm not, like, excited for it. I mean, it, it'll it be what it fucking is. <laughs> like, mean. man, I'm not kidding. When they showed that off, my the first the first things that went through my head was whenever you were talking about Resident Evil 8 and everything, and you were your exact words were just like, yeah, I don't think they realized how popular she was going to be. And then it's like when everyone was freaking out about it, they were just like, Oh shit! This bitch only in the first half of the game. That is immediately, <laughs> immediately what I thought of, and I'm just like, they're just like, okay, this is their way to redeem themselves with Tall Lady here. But uh, yeah, um, Zach, you got anything for us to finish off the show here, man? Just my usual spill: like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. If you're listening to this, if you are watching this on YouTube, and if you like anything that's going on you can hit that subscribe and then if you actually want to get a notification when we do stuff you can hit the bell if not thanks for watching though appreciate you what about you boys got any last words i have no words i look forward to being on again I there enjoy you this go a lot. Yeah, there you go fun. jimmy's yeah. got the itch. he's got the itch man <laughs> we gave him the itch yeah. uh yeah just good to be back on thanks for having me uh be back whenever you need me absolutely man i love having both you guys on and i really enjoyed having the four people on i thought this was a lot of fun we definitely have to try to do this again here in the near future uh well if you guys made it all the way in like zach said we appreciate the hell out of you for that um hopefully you guys have a wonderful rest of your day hopefully as i said before hopefully you had some stuff come out of e3 that you can look at and take away from get excited for and uh hey i know we got uh i've been seeing a lot of reports we should have a state of play here right around the corner for playstation so i'm looking forward to that as well But uh, that's going to do it from us, guys. Have a good one. Until next time. Bye.